Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. You are listening to the Silicon Valley Insider radio show and podcast. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Welcome to the show. This week, I'm going to be talking about California's Registered Apprenticeship Program. Did you know that there's over 70,000 unfilled cybersecurity jobs in the state of California? There's a number of reasons for that. One is simply that there's just a lack of skilled applicants, and it's not just getting them through a four-year college degree. My guest on the show today is going to be Regional Director Kelly Mackey of Strategic Partnerships for the State of California's Department of Apprenticeship Standards, and Professor Keith Clement of Fresno State University, who is the lead author in the California Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education Strategy for 2020 through 2030. We'll be talking all about how companies can get involved with the Registered Apprenticeship Program, so don't go away. On this week's tech news, there's a lot of activity. First, if you happen to be an Adobe Lightroom mobile customer on an iPhone, you may have discovered that you've lost all of your photos. Adobe admits that if users upgraded to the most recent version, that it's likely that their photos that they had used and the presets that they use are gone forever. If you Now upgrade to the latest update of 5.4.1, which was just released. That will minimize any further losses. There are many people who are extremely upset at losing their work, and Adobe has sincerely apologized. It's a little gray on whether this is for paid or unpaid subscribers. Tesla is working on a sensor that can detect a child that is left behind in a hot car. They've actually registered with the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, to make this technology available, and they're going to be using that with a combination of IoT technologies or Internet of Things. Do you recall the massive Uber data breach in October of 2016? Over 57 million drivers and customers had some of their personal information stolen, including the driver's license information. Joseph Solomon, the former Uber chief security officer, is actually charged by the Department of Justice for trying to conceal this hack. And he did it in a way, allegedly, in which he tried to convince the hackers that he would pay them off using Uber's bug bounty program. A bug bounty program is where you reward hackers through a monetary or some other type of reward system, and that's usually for legitimate bugs. In this case, he was trying to conceal the hack by having the hackers signed a non-disclosure agreement and then winning the bug bounty. And he did this without Uber management or without contacting the Federal Trade Commission, which is actually something that he's required to do. He and his attorney have stated that he has done nothing wrong, and I'm sure we'll hear more about this case. And that's the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my first guest today is Kelly Mackey, who comes from California's Division of Apprenticeship Standards. Kelly is the Regional Director of Strategic Partnerships in the Office of Apprenticeship and Workforce Innovation. Welcome again, Kelly. 
Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. So Kelly, one thing that always gets me, I come out of corporate, but in working with the government are all the long division names and titles. I think you'll do a much better job explaining what your group does than I will. So why don't you give us an overview? Sure. Okay. So uh, thank you so much. So I am uh, the Regional Director of Strategic Partnerships for the Apprenticeship and Workforce Innovation Unit um, uh, within the Division of Apprenticeship Standards. And our division is responsible for working with employers to essentially develop, deploy, and ideally uh, scale their state registered apprenticeship programs. Now, historically, many of these programs we're in the building and construction industry, but in our state and frankly across the country over the last decade or so, that has changed dramatically. In California specifically, uh, bolstered by recently signed legislation, the establishment of a separate and distinct unit was developed, and that's the Apprenticeship and Workforce Innovation Unit. The focus is to partner with employers in non-traditional industries like information technology, healthcare, advanced manufacturing, logistics, financial services, insurance, and then our public sector. We are very fortunate that we have strong support from our current administration in working with employers to develop many of these apprenticeship programs. The goal is, again, assisting employers and at the same time, providing uh, viable career pathways for individuals who are looking to work in many of these sectors. In fact, our governor, Governor Newsom, has stated that he would like to see a half a million registered apprentices by the year 2029. For those who don't know, California actually leads the nation in uh, registered apprenticeships. We are currently just shy of about 100,000 registered apprentices, which is five times the number of the state with the next highest total. That is very interesting. I thank you for the overview. I really got interested in this whole initiative and that's why I volunteer uh, last year when I got introduced to Dr. Keith Clement, who we'll have on a little bit later in the show, but just very impressed that the state does have a registered apprenticeship program and that it just made so much sense, especially given in the tech world, the shortage of skilled talent. And it doesn't matter in terms of what types of skills in technology, whether we're talking about cybersecurity or we're talking about networking or DevOps or system administration, database administration, all those are highly coveted jobs to fill. And I don't see the traditional pathways uh, through a four-year university system always being able to fill that backlog. So that's why I was really impressed with the program. So I'm really glad you're giving this overview. What are some of the other highlights, initiatives, goals that the program has? We, we talked about the aspirational goal, having 500,000 apprenticeships, but what are some of the other insights you have on this? Yeah, so I think you, you highlight a, a very interesting point, and that is, you know, the IT space, when we look at some of the vacancy rates, they're, they're pretty staggering. And this is particularly true in the case of, of cybersecurity. And in many instances, this is really due to a skills gap. Um, basically, individuals lacking the required competencies in order to meet some of the roles uh, that are within these organizations. So it's, if it's not a skills gap, it's related to technological advancements and or artificial intelligence 
And in some instances, it's a retiring and aging workforce leaving with a lot of wealth of expertise with them. And so our goal is to have employers integrate this uh, apprenticeship model that gets them the theoretical training uh, coupled and complemented with the, the work-based learning, the experiential component of our work-based model that I, I'm hoping to talk about a little bit later on. Another focus for us, certainly, and I think it's on, on point uh, for what we're confronting now, uh, not only in our state, but across the country, is um, you know diversification of the, of the workplace and the integration of a registered apprenticeship model by extension, leads to diversity and inclusion, uh, largely because it opens up a talent pipeline aperture and provides opportunities to individuals who uh, typically do not have the necessary academic and on-the-job training requirements to obtain many of these roles. It is largely due to limited access to resources and training, and that's where the apprenticeship model can come in and provide those opportunities so that the workplaces in our state really reflect the great diversity of our population in California. Our goal is also not only to put Californians back to work, but to make our employers competitive and successful. We are now in a global market economy and we're competing for skilled workers. The more skilled the worker, the more competitive as an employer you're going to be. And when you have this kind of gold standard model integrated into your organization as a workforce development strategy, you're going to get the best and the brightest and the most qualified individuals. And then lastly, I would say that we're all navigating uh, many of the economic uh, challenges related to COVID. And this includes record unemployment. Many of our you know, our fellow Californians are who are unemployed are not going to be returning to their prior place of employment or perhaps even, frankly, their, their industry. So what does that mean for them? It means that with the integration of an apprenticeship program in a company, let's say in information technology, it presents a unique opportunity for retraining, right, for them to learn new marketable skills specifically tied to an in-demand occupation within that sector, And then in the end, post-COVID, we know that workforce development is going to play a vital role. And we think that the registered apprenticeship model, this gold standard, time-tested workforce development strategy, is really the ticket to put many of our unemployed Californians back to work. Well, thanks, Kelly. I mean, that's a really great insight and overview into what the program is, why I'm so passionate about it. Uh, When we come back, we'll bring in Dr. Keith Clement. We'll talk about specifically the California Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education Training that we've been working on. And I want to actually say that you can meet all three of us at the upcoming September 2nd California Cybersecurity Convening. And if you had questions or comments on how to register for that, email us at info at svn.biz. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider radio show and podcast. On today's show, I'm really highlighting the California State Apprenticeship Program. On my show today, I have two guests. One who is in the first segment is Regional Director Kelly Mackey from the Division of Apprenticeship Standards. Kelly is in the Office of Apprenticeships for Workforce Innovation 
and her team is actively involved with creating partnerships with businesses all throughout the state in leveraging a qualified registered apprenticeship program. Also on my show a little bit later will be returning guest Dr. Keith Clement, professor at Fresno State University in Criminology, but also the author of the 250-page strategy guide to California Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education. Uh, I'm involved with both of them as a volunteer in helping the state really attract businesses to take advantage of these programs, which we're talking about today. So don't go away. Welcome back, Kelly. Thank you. So Kelly, here's a really interesting question because we've talked all about in the first segment, California's registered apprenticeship program. This has seen great success with companies like IBM, Tesla, Amazon, and Kaiser. But is this model also appropriate for smaller organizations? Uh, yes, that's a great question. So there are a lot of exciting features about the state registered apprenticeship model. One of them is how seamlessly it fits into organizations of all sizes. So whether you're a small a company, a multinational corporation, a mid-sized company, um, and this is also without regard to industry or specific role, the apprenticeship model can be tailored to your specific operational needs. Small businesses clearly have unique challenges, they have unique priorities, and um, frankly, unique opportunities. And our model can be specifically tailored to that particular size company's needs as it relates to the occupations that they're looking to fill. In many instances, in the case of like IT and cybersecurity, some of these um, development roles are, are really critical because of the challenges that small businesses face with limited resources, unlike some of the companies that you've referenced. One interesting statistic is that um, according to the National Cybersecurity Alliance, 60% of small and mid-sized businesses that are hacked or have a cyber breach go out of business within six months. Right. So this speaks to the critical importance of, of having a, a fortification of your data. In many cases, that's consumer data, patient data, intellectual property. And so you need to have a skilled workforce and individuals who can run technology and ensure that you're protecting uh, proprietary data that could mean the difference between having a business and one six months later where you don't. Thank you very much. I like that you're bringing this up for especially small organizations. You literally can go out of business overnight. We've talked about recently some examples where 40-year-old companies, considered mid-sized, this was a lab testing company that the four big diagnostics companies used. They had to go belly up overnight because they had a massive data breach and all four of their main contracts had to pull out because there's just the cost of remediation was too great for their customers. They decided to go with another supplier. So I think this is a good time to segue to bring in Professor Dr. Keith Clement. Welcome back, Keith. You've been on the show before. Hey, Keith, thank you very much for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here today. You know, one thing I wanted to highlight because we've all been working on it diligently is the initiatives that you are jointly leading with the state on California cybersecurity workforce development and education. Can you give us a refresher of what that's about and where we're at? Well, one thing I want also is you have so many different groups you're working with. Why don't we talk a little bit about that as well? Well, so first of all, I would like to address the great number of hats that I, that I wear 
of course, the first is I'm a professor of criminology at California State University, Fresno, and I also have the honor and privilege of chairing the California Cybersecurity Task Force Workforce Development Education Subcommittee, as well as I am involved, just as we both are, of course, with the California Interagency Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships, or IACA, the IT Subcommittee, and uh, Keith, we really appreciate your your industry insight and and understanding the the employer and and, and the the HR side of the cybersecurity workforce conundrum that's out there. And of course, finally, I chair the Public Safety Education Advisory Board of the California Community College Chancellor's Office. And so these positions are. They, they allow me to to serve as kind of a nexus between the education and government and employers. And I think that's really what's been missing from so much of the discussion of cybersecurity, workforce development, and education. I think you hit the nail on the head where we have a serious talent model issue and that the key partners and major stakeholders, including industry, um, public and private sector, education, higher education, and government agencies and organizations, you know, we all have our own obstacles, barriers, and limitations to filling these jobs. And the only way that we're going to get this done is by working together collaboratively, A, and B, we suspect that we are in such a deep hole with cybersecurity workforce across the state of California, the fifth largest economy, globally speaking, the home of much technology, many of these companies of many sizes, small, medium, and large, as well as the entrepreneurials and the startups. We need to get everybody together and we need to work out a education program that meets the needs of employers. We need to find ways to get um, candidates and employers together to get themselves Uh, apprenticeships and on-the-job training, and we need to take steps to bring California back from basically what are Great Depression-era economic statistics and unemployment numbers, and what better way to do this than to get these folks working in high-tech, high-wage jobs to be found in cybersecurity that would allow them to support them and their families in the state of California. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's what really interested me. So thank you, because uh, I've felt a great amount of passion being involved with this project. These jobs at market level would be in the hundred dollars to $150,000 range in the state of California. And so with the apprenticeship, it might be a little bit lower than that. But I mean, where else can you find jobs like that? Many people ask that exact same question. For example, let, let's be honest with the new digital technological revolution that's going on, we are going to see a reorganization of society and workplaces on the basis of one's technical skills. And if one has cutting edge skills that are in demand, they will be hired and they will, and they will do very well for themselves. And for those that do not have these competitive skill sets in it and in cyber and, and generally speaking, then they are really going to have some difficulty going down the road in terms of gainful and lucrative employment. 
for the companies listening that are interested, email us at info at SVN.busy. We want to find out more about how your company can take advantage of these apprenticeship programs, especially in cybersecurity. Uh, with just a couple of minutes we have left, I did want to talk about, we said in the last segment, I did want to talk about the cyber convening on September 2nd. Director Kelly Mackey, could you talk about what's going on with the cyber convening? So the cybersecurity industry convening is uh, currently scheduled for September 2nd from 8.30 a.m. in the morning until noon. Uh, we have our framework uh, consisting of keynote speakers. We have a uh, presentation on apprenticeship. We have representatives from our UC, CSU, and California Community Colleges. We have two panels, including an employer panel and one on uh, diversity and inclusion. Some of the uh, individuals who will be participating in the conference include a keynote speech from uh, California Labor Secretary Julie Su, um, as well as Shamlin Adu, the Global Chief Information Officer with IBM. And then uh, lastly, the Director of the Office of Emergency Services, Mark Giladucci, as a part of those panels, we have representatives from the likes of IBM, Amazon, Netflix, Box, and then our governor's office as well. We do hope you will join us. If you'd like more information about how to register and uh, participate in the convening, please go to the website. Keith will have the link to the Eventbrite invitation as well as my contact information if you'd like to reach out to me directly. Thank you, Kelly. And I will be moderating the panel on diversity inclusion. So email us at info at svn.biz. If you want to get that information, we'll put it up on our website as well. Don't go away because when we get back, we'll have Kelly back on as well as uh, Professor Keith Clement. We're going to talk about how to actually engage with the state and how you can get your organization looped into the registered apprenticeship programs. If you have any questions or comments, email us, info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, we're talking about California's Registered Apprenticeship Program and how they're working to provide 500,000 new apprenticeships before 2029. And one big chunk of that is in cybersecurity, where today there's over 70,000 unfilled cybersecurity jobs open in the state of California. On my show today is Regional Director Kelly Mackey of the Division of Apprenticeship Standards for the State of California, as well as Dr. Keith Clement, full professor of Fresno State University and lead author of the Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education Strategy for 2020 and 2030 in the State of California. And also we're talking about the work we're all doing to connect businesses interested in getting started with apprenticeship programs and how they can get educated and work with the state. So don't go away. In this week's Cyber Tip, I want to talk about how lots of things change because of COVID-19, and that's also changing the innovation of hackers. And really, in a recent report, it was stated that where Apple is usually the number one vector for phishing attacks, so people or hackers trying to pretend to be something, so Apple as a company, and that's because of mobile devices, it is now Google and Amazon that overtook Apple and that's because the behavior of people staying at home and working from home has changed. And so they're actually checking 
online emails much more frequently than getting things notified on their phones. So really the story is just highlighting how hackers never sleep, they're also very innovative, and how it's always up to us to be vigilant in how we look at the messaging we receive. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Right before we get back with more of Kelly and Keith talking about the work we do with the Registered Apprenticeship Program in the state of California, I did want you to know that one of my passions is empowering small businesses and startups. And so there's now more sections on the Silicon Valley Insider website letting you know resources available to you. One such section is the funding section, svin.biz funding, where we're talking about programs that are still available for small businesses and startups to receive funding. Two examples are Kiva, the micro-lending platform, is offering a up to $15,000 micro-loan at 0% interest, and the recently announced U.S. Main Street Lending Program, where businesses can ask or request from up to $250,000 to $300 million in funding, which are 95% government-backed. If you have questions about these programs, come to the website, svin.biz funding, There you'll find the latest information and direct links to apply to these resources. And we wish you all the best. And now back with more on our show in California's Registered Apprenticeship Programs, how we're addressing the skills shortage, for instance, the 70,000 open cybersecurity jobs, and how your companies can directly benefit by partnering with the state and learning what the process is. And joining us again is Regional Director Kelly Mackey with the Division of Apprenticeship Standards, State of California, and Dr. Keith Clement, Professor from Fresno State University. Welcome back to the show. Once again, today's show is about registered apprenticeship programs in the State of California. And my guests today are Kelly Mackey, who is the Regional Director of Strategic Partnerships for the Division of Apprenticeship Standards as well as Dr. Keith Clement, professor at Fresno State University and author of the 250-page California Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education Strategy. I am working with both of them as a volunteer to help businesses understand the benefits and impact of participating in these great programs. And so we'll be talking a little bit more about that in just a second. So welcome back, Kelly and Keith. Thank you. So, Kelly, why don't we start off with, a lot of times people think of government entities as bureaucratic. Uh, even if I wanted to engage in a program such as registered apprenticeships, I have no idea how to get started. This is where you and your team are actually set up to do exactly this type of activity. Correct. And one of the first things that we do when we meet with employers is, is emphasize the employer benefits, right? Why do I want to sign up for a registered apprenticeship program? First and foremost, we always emphasize that the employer is getting a skilled workforce, right? The ability to recruit um, and develop a pipeline of skilled workers. You know, there's also some financial incentives in the form of improvement in terms of productivity and profitability. Developing a registered apprenticeship program also opens you up to access to state and federal funding streams that you would have otherwise not had. You'd only had, for example, an internal training model. There's also an element to the registered apprenticeship model that we find frequently, and that is the sense of of trust that instills a loyalty in employees where you, in turn, have high retention rates. I think 
employees are acutely aware that employers who develop these types of programs are investing in their career and that they are valued in them with a viable career ladder that they would have otherwise not had had they not implemented a registered apprenticeship uh, program. And then I also think it's important to touch on, you know, that that cost element where we talked about how the recruitment um, aspect of the registered apprenticeship model um, is very beneficial because it reduces high turnover costs. You're bringing individuals in and training them and you're integrating them into that sort of DNA and, and sort of mission within your organization. They're learning the IBM way or the Sony way or the Cisco way or the Amazon way. And then lastly, I would say that in terms of employer benefits as it relates to our model, you know, the, the, the customization feature is huge the ability to really tailor that apprenticeship model to your specific organizational needs is one that um, I think sells a lot of employers on the concept of registered apprenticeship. Kelly, now you have outlined some of the benefits of the registered apprenticeship model. What is the process for employers to register with the state? You get to a point where you're interested in developing a registered apprenticeship program. The first thing you'll do is you'll work with a subject matter expert, one of our strategic business advisors, who will, from beginning to end and beyond, help you build out and customize your program specifically to your organizational needs. That will involve really defining your occupations that are in demand. You will clearly outline what the specific competencies are, as well as any curriculum associated with the development of your program. You, the employer, get to establish the wage scale. Uh, the uh, wage scale is typically set at 50 to 60% of that high-skilled worker wage. So bringing in an apprentice allows them to, and them being the employer, pay a percentage of what that fully skilled worker would make. And then secondarily, you're going to partner with an academic institution who will help you develop your curriculum piece to the model and in many instances also provide you with support in getting access to funding streams, whether it be through grants or related and supplemental instruction funding, and then also sanctioning that curriculum and working with you to ensure that you're getting the theoretical part of the model. And then Secondarily, you're going to uh, develop a selection process, right? Where do I find the talent that I need? Typically, it's from one of four places, looking at your own incumbent workforce and upskilling them. Again, as I mentioned before, these are candidates who tend to be very good, strong, suitable fits for the model because these are individuals who have already been indoctrinated into your organization. They understand it. They've embraced your culture, and they just need simply to be put through the program to understand the competencies associated with that apprenticeable role. We also encourage employers to look within our academic institutions. We have strong ties to academic institutions throughout the state. We find students who are taking coursework in, in many instances, classes that are tied to those specific roles. We also encourage employers to look at industry uh, displaced workers. Those are workers who, had, in the case of IT, for example, who had previously worked in the IT space, perhaps in a different role. They have an understanding and an orientation to information technology, but need to be upskilled and trained into that new role. And then 
Lastly, the public at large. These are individuals who have long had an interest in moving into information technology or healthcare or advanced manufacturing and are looking for a route into that sector and simply need the required related supplemental instruction or the academic piece coupled with the experiential um, or work-based learning component. And then what you'll do is you'll establish the standards, working with our strategic business advisor. They will do a lot of that heavy lifting for you. And then finally, you'll submit your standards for approval. One of the things I really want to highlight is the the process that it takes to do this has really been simplified and streamlined. We have really made a priority to ensure that when working with us, that you are able to turn around that approval process in a relatively quick period of time. In many instances, it can be as as little as 45 to 60 days to to actually have your program in place. And we've also developed some really creative ways to duly register your program with both the state and federal government on one template so that you're registered with not only the state of California, but the U.S. Department of Labor. Why is that important? It's important because it offers your apprentices a distinction of both state and national state, uh, sorry, state and national certification so that they can secure a certificate acknowledging a mastery of those skills from two governmental entities. And then lastly, the ability to tap into both state and federal funding streams so that employers who are looking to potentially get access to those dollars to offset operational costs, they can do so through both the federal and state governments. And then finally, I want to reiterate that this model fits seamlessly without regard to industry and sector. And so whether it's an IT role, an allied healthcare occupation, or a tool and die specialist, the the model fits everywhere. And I think um, perhaps one of the things that I really want to highlight is the fact that every company is an IT company. And I'd like maybe uh, Keith can talk a little bit about how that that sort of um, occupation, that cross-pollination between IT and other sectors converge and really how the model can work in that space as well. Yeah, Dr. Clement, why don't we have you talk about that? Thanks, Keith and Kelly. One thing that we know about the workplace in 2020 is related to COVID-19, many of us working from home and remotely, is the value not only of having a solid IT person that you can rely on, but also to have a security component to, to your plan as well. Many of us used to work or attend school on campuses or at the workplace where we had lots of, we had lots of firewalls and IT support backing us up. Many of us today are now working out of the house. And, and so this really illustrates the importance of preventing Zoom bombs or any of the other types of things that are, that are currently going on. But I, I just wanted to say that any, any company that uses data, information, computers, networks, social media, they all have a, the need for a qualified, prepared workforce. And in some occupational sectors, there is just not enough of that qualified workforce to go around. And so it is incumbent for us to make sure that we develop a workforce development model that helps folks going into all industries and all sectors and all occupations, all sizes of businesses, campuses, uh, government agencies, etc. And it's also critical 
that when we have these prepared folks ready to go back to work, that they can spread out into various occupations and industries that critically need this assistance, particularly given the COVID-19 pandemic emergency response. Well, Kelly and Keith, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know we're out of time on the regular part of the show. I don't want you to go away because when we get back, we're going to talk about the future of work. So once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Guests today have been Regional Director Kelly Mackey of the State Office of Apprenticeships and Workforce Innovation, as well as Dr. Keith Clement, Professor at Fresno State University. you have any questions or comments about what you heard today, email us at info at svn.biz. Don't forget about the September 2nd cybersecurity convening, which you can also get information on. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to the Silicon Valley Insider radio show and podcast. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Today's show, we've been talking to Regional Director Kelly Mackey from the Division of Apprenticeship Standards in the state of California as well as with Dr. Keith Clement, professor at Fresno State University and author of the California Cybersecurity Workforce Development and Education Strategy. And now we're going to be talking about the future of work. So welcome back, Kelly and Keith. Thank you. Thanks. What do you think are the takeaways, the gold standard nuggets of what we've learned from working on the Registered Apprenticeship Program? And what does that mean for the future of California and of work in general? Yeah, I think you know, we feel that the apprenticeship model is the future for workforce development. When employers have a more skilled workforce, they are better able to meet the needs of their business and in turn their, their customers. It makes them more competitive and it allows them to bring in uh, talent that they would have not otherwise been able to find without integration of the registered apprenticeship model. I think um, through the statewide strategies and frameworks that we can develop for programs in a number of different sectors, we begin to move the needle to put Californians back to work. And in turn, those workers are the highest uh, skilled workers based on this model. And, and this is, I think, particularly true in the case when we're talking about allowing or creating a mechanism by which we can bring in individuals who maybe would have not otherwise had access to these types of roles. This, in many cases, rep, you know, is, is uh, representative of underserved populations, women in tech, in, in the case of technology, people of color, disabilities, veterans. It is, you know, it really does cover a number of different groups who simply have the aptitude for learning. They just need the skills necessary and access to the curriculum and on-the-job training in order for them to meet the minimum qualifications for these roles. The diversification of our workforce helps us develop the principles of learning organizations. We have differing views, differing perspectives, different backgrounds and experiences, and this all lends to creating a more fortified workplace for our employers. And, and that's what it's about. It's about putting Californians back to work and, and creating a landscape for our employers in California to be successful because they drive, you know, the economy and we can't do it without. And speaking of learning, I wanted Keith to jump in and talk about what we learned on the education side of this program. Well, Keith, I actually believe 
with the work that volunteers such as all of us have been working on, that 2020 is going to be the year for cybersecurity workforce development and education here in the state of California. That is that we have been working on the education programs, degrees and certificates across all levels of education to cover all segments of the talent model. I mean, there are going to be some employees are going to need a four-year degree to get their job in other positions, a certificate and a a 2,000-hour on-the-job apprenticeship, on-the-job training would be sufficient. The apprenticeship model or the apprenticeship model of vocational model is of value here because one of the issues with IT cybersecurity workforce is that so much of what they do is hands-on, experiential, and specialized. You just can't read it in the book and then go install a firewall because you just got done reading that chapter in a book. Thirdly is the idea that employers here have a vested incentive and interest in the apprenticeship model because, frankly, just about every employer in tech that I've spoken to is looking for help, right? I mean, it's not like there are so many jobs that people are just putting out 300 applications and not hearing about their cyber analyst position callback if they had the experience in the education. And and fourthly, as, as, as Kelly mentioned, the diversity and inclusivity component to it. And, and Keith, we are deeply appreciative of you facilitating this conversation with a variety of known experts in this area on the, the need to have a representative workforce in cyber and IT, but furthermore, a diversity of ideas on the teams that are working on solutions to various tech and cybersecurity issues. Right? That's the additional reason why diversity, inclusivity, and equity are very important here, because we really want to make sure that we have many perspectives covered when discussing potential solutions to tech and security problems. So, yep. hope that's well, Kelly and Keith, I mean, I'm, I'm just very pleased to be a part of the program as a volunteer. It's definitely a worthy effort, and it is my belief, it represents the future of work. So I really appreciate both of you being on the show today. I look forward to the cyber convening on separate 2nd. If anyone needs information on that, email us at info at svn.biz or find us on the website. Once again, thank you, Kelly and Keith, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 